and welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I'm your host, Dylan of Neo News Today. In episode 58 of the NNT pod, I sat down and spoke with returning guest Vincent Geneste, the founder of Ghost Market, a cross-chain NFT marketplace and explorer. In this episode, Vincent and I talked about how Ghost Market formalized into a structured company and added new employees, the differences between building on Neo Legacy versus Neo N3, adding support for multiple chains, establishing relationships with big brands or well-known names, the upcoming Ghost Market token, and so much more. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation with Vincent as much as I enjoyed having it. Hey, Vincent, how are you doing today? Hey, Dylan. I'm very good. Um, thanks for the invitation again. <laughs> yeah, the last time we spoke was August of 2020. So maybe a few things have changed between now and then. Uh, yes, we've been very, very busy. Um, I'd say uh, up to March of this year, we were more like, you know, not a hobby, but a side project. We didn't have neither a proper uh, company structure nor, nor um, you know, revenues. And we were focused on only one blockchain. So it was very, very um, the first steps, you know, of a, a company and slash a, a blockchain project. But since then, especially in the past two, two to three months, a lot of things changed. So we, we've started to hire people. Um, we are now up to, I think it's nine people, all included, um, both technical person, uh, marketing, support, and whatnot. Also, we, we already started deploying on more blockchain. Again, um, our goal was has always been to be um, completely blockchain agnostic and and. We, we took the decision long ago to, to take our time to, to have a solid um, basis, a proper foundation, uh, both in terms of the front end and back end, to accommodate for that. And since about, I'd say, one, two months, we, we, are, we are at the point where we have everything fully ready and now it's a matter of, of um, growing uh, exponentially and add blockchain deploy new smart contracts and whatnot so so it's everything is going um, crazy fast now because we're, we're ready to to take it to the next level basically yeah it's pretty cool that it, things are going crazy fast for you right now because i mean ghost market's been a platform you've been working on since 2019 um and no, not 2019 <laughs> oh uh, I started uh, an early version of it. I think it was in March 2020. Okay. And, and but it didn't, uh, even the beta of it was like September, I mean, August-ish when we talked. It was literally um, the, the, the first version going live, which was very, very basic. So, so no, not 2019. <laughs> My bad. Um, but so you you started in March 2020 and then things kind of ramped up in March of this year. Is that kind of uh, a response to the NFT craze or I guess you could call it an NFT bubble if you want to that we saw earlier this year? 
Yes, it's obviously related. Um, even if it, it slowed down a little bit uh, very recently, uh, obviously we had a lot more contacts, contacts and, and, and whether it's for investor or, or artist or end user. Anyway, ev- everything related to NFT was, was um, exponentially growing, you know, uh, which is good but bad also because there were some, some downside to it. Every... Every single people, a person on the planet, and his grandma wanted to do NFT. So <laughs> that's good, but at the same time, you know, unless you want to do some weird things, it has to be structured. It's, of course, NFT. Um, I'm not gonna say it's it's not useful. It's very useful. There are hundreds of use cases, but not everything has to be NFT related. Also, you know. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminds me of the ICO boom in 2017. Yeah, same when- thing. Everybody was just making a token to make a token. Yeah. So was uh, was that part of your plan uh, for the roadmap to kind of expand your team um, to kind of build out around the March time, or did they, did you just kind of um, you know take the momentum that was going on in the market and use it as an opportunity to kind of exponentially grow? No, it's it, it's we had this in mind before. Uh, uh, market got got uh, very heated, you know. <laughs> it was about the same time, but uh, I think it was in February or March. We had a discussion with with my team, and we said we had a shit ton of things to do, and we were all very interested, and we were all working on the side. And so this is something we wanted to change, going full time for this project, and also um, we knew that we needed both. Um, financial resources and human manpower basically people helping us because we were four people back then and all of them uh, part-time and you can't compete with team of 10 people full-time let's say obviously we're not just trying to compete we're trying to do something better or different but uh, at the same time if you compare two teams one one is uh, four times bigger they obviously will work faster, you know. It's it's just how it is. <laughs> so so it just made sense to us to uh, grow the team, and that goes with finding money because you know <laughs> um, the funding member were fine with me paying them with with a magical hug, but uh, <laughs> traditional salaried people you have to pay them. So do you have like a, a corporate structure now and, and you have nine full-time teammates? Are you paying them in um, like fiat? Uh, are you compensating them in cryptocurrencies? Um, what does that structure look like now? Yes, we have a, a former entity. We are, we are actually based in Portugal. Um, law changed um, quite recently and it's a very, very friendly um, crypto country, even more than before. So we're based there, basically, but um, we're, it's half and half. Um, I don't have the specific, but let's say about five to six people from the team are salaried, including myself. We're salaried for, uh, for, for the company. And we have some, some contractors, not because we didn't want to uh, employ them, but also because those people prefer to stay some, uh, contractors. You know, it's easier for them for many reasons. And so, so it's a mix of everything, but yes, we pay people in fiat and some in crypto. Um, it depends. <laughs> we have both, so it's okay. 
Yeah, that's that's awesome. So you have definitely uh, expanded beyond a single chain that Ghost Market supports. So are some of these full-time Ghost Market employees working on integrating a specific chain? Do or do does everybody kind of work in all sorts of facets of Ghost Market? Sure, sure, I can explain quickly. So, so at the high level, how, how a marketplace works, you have three components. You have the front end, the back end, and the smart contract, like most projects. But <clears throat> for the front end side of things, it, it's fully, fully, fully generic. So we have zero work to do to add a blockchain, literally. Um, besides maybe adding a few logos and whatnot, it's, it's plug and play. For, for the smart contracts, this is mostly... Um, a colleague of mine and myself who handles that. So for each chain who, where we deploy, we have to deploy um, between two and three to four smart contracts. Um, so this part for each chain we want to add, it, it's quite a lot of work, less for all the EVM uh, blockchain copy, <laughs> where it's just a copy and paste, um, but still. Uh, and the, But the biggest part is the backend stuff. So basically, plugging into a blockchain, parsing events, blocks, um, you know, checking uh, this is an auction, this is someone bid on something, all that kind of things. This is the part which is the most time-consuming, especially to deal with that in a proper and scalable way, you know? Yeah. Um, and yes, so how it works at the moment, for example, we, we already have... Um, Fantasma, partially Neo3, and we also have Binance Smart Chain, fully integrated. And uh, next week, we will deploy uh, Polygon. Um, might be a few days late, but it's coming. Um, so we have someone working um, to, to tweak our, our current backend plugin passing to, to, to integrate Polygon um, infrastructure, basically. Uh, and same thing, by the end of next month, we will have uh, Ethereum. So it's the same thing. We, we just tweak our backend to, uh, on top of what it does currently, um, connect to Ethereum blockchain. You know? And same thing for Neo3. Um, Neo3, we, we, we have a couple of contracts there on testnet. So we have like a, a NAT11, which is a basic um, create your own NFT. We have our uh, NAT17 which will be our fungible uh, version on, on Neo3. Uh, and what we are missing still is our trading contract, basically allowing trading any NFT to any currency. It's, it's in final, um, final uh, work, um, but it's not ready yet. It's the last piece of the puzzle for us for Neo3, which was a bit less, not put on the side, but less important just because, you know, it's a test net. <laughs> it's not like we can earn money right now uh, with Neo3, so we have to prioritize. Yeah, totally. Um, I wanted to ask you if what the differences were like working on NEP11 uh, smart contracts on Neo Legacy versus Neo N3. <laughs> so, so it's quite different. First, um, all, all the tools and whatnot, it's it's way more um, intuitive and and complete tool set, you know, and also. The, the, what's very tricky when dealing with NFT is, is dealing with metadata. So, so par, both parsing it and, and showing uh, literally image and description and whatnot. But, but 
doing that in a generic way. You know, when you're a single project and you have um, uh, your own NFT and that's the only thing you, you you use and show, it's easy. You can customize it fully for, for this project. You don't have to care. Does, uh, do other people uh, can read this easily? If they want to use your stuff, they use your website, it's done already. In your case, we have to have something which we can... Um, plug and play to, 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 to parse and, and show data uh, in a very generic way. We don't want to, to spend, uh, I don't know, hundreds of hours just to, to add a project to, to parse it properly. So anyway, my point is on Neo Legacy, every single project uh, was doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since there was no standard, we, there were like, I don't know, four projects with NFT capabilities. So it's, it's not like it was major, but still... All this project did things differently. So it was basically all about uh, one-time unique customization for each project, which would not have worked with more projects. <laughs> um, in Neo3 and other blockchain, it's the same thing. That's why there is a standard, you know. It's about if you follow the standard, you will be... Uh, directly or almost directly uh, able to be integrated into wallets that support the standard uh, dApps tracking website which which pass in a certain way or, or marketplaces you know um, it has to be uh, very generic to an extent obviously there are uh, customization but but there has to be a base you know and clearly it was not here on neo 2 because because there were no standard back then yeah, so it yeah. sounds like there's a standard now that allows for scalability to happen. Uh, if I recall correctly, at Ghost Market, you guys were having to manually update each NFT project that was implemented on Legacy. So it was more a one-time job than something else, you know. It's just the way we work, it's plugging base, and we say, okay, we want to pass, let's say, blockchain duties. Uh, this is... Uh, how the backend should query the URL. This is how the metadata structure is so that we know the image is there, the, the, the um, description is there. Okay, it works. But then let's say another project, maybe his metadata structure was completely different. So, so we couldn't reuse what we had. We had to duplicate or work completely, you know, and it just doesn't work. So that's why there are uh, standard also for metadata structure. Even, even on Neo3, there is that because there's a, there's a NEP11 standard itself, which is about sending, receiving, and what you can do with an NFT. But also within this NFT, you have metadata, which is usually in a JSON structure. And this has to be standardized because this is what literally marketplace and wallet use. Uh, I want to, I have this NFT ID. I want to show the image. It's like this. And you go from project A to B to C. It's the same thing. Um, I've kind of been developing this theory and I want to have you poke holes in it where I think that once N3 mainnet is live and people are using it, that Neo will become this platform that's perfect for NFTs. It has a native Oracle, native distributed storage network, simple access from the smart contract. So compared with the other blockchains you're working on right now, the EVM compatible chains and everything, is that a fair statement to make? 
Um, I, I'd say we'd have to see first. That's the first thing. For no, it's not live. <laughs> but um, yes, I think two things which are very, very um, um, important and awesome are, like you said, oracles and, and native storage capabilities and NeoFS, the whole um, capabilities of that. It's very cool. Unlike other blockchain where you have to use third-party tools or, or do some hack stuff, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying... Uh, I don't think there is an equivalent, let's say, to, to NeoFS out there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, not that you can use it fully right now. It's obviously still not in beta, but more like um, final testing or whatnot. Uh, and we haven't even scratched the surface when it comes to, to possibilities with it. But I think it's very cool and it opens up a lot of, of new concepts and whatnot, you know. And, and natively, that's that's the most important part because... Sure, you can you can introduce some custodial or some um, more centralized point and do the same. But in this case, the idea is that since it's native, you you can just use it almost plug and play. For now, it's it's obviously as of today, it's not the case, but it's it's coming. Yeah, so I'm curious if you've had any conversations. So the Neo Frontier Launchpad just concluded. And one of the categories was NFTs. So there were a lot of projects that came in to, to integrate the, the NEP11 standard into the projects they were working on. So I'm wondering if you've had any communication with any of these teams. Um, did you follow along the, the Launchpad event? What were kind of your general thoughts on that? Yeah, I followed a bit. Um, not enough because I was a bit busy <laughs> the last few weeks, but there were some cool ideas, like uh, especially the one with uh, renting NFT. I think it's very cool. It's something I, I've actually planned to do since a long time as a side project, but uh, I never had the chance. But the concept itself is, is awesome. I mean, there are some high-end NFT and being able to rent them uh, in a decentralized way and securely it, it's very cool and i haven't checked them all but there are definitely some cool ideas we chatted a bit with some some project um some had question um, related to nep 11 and whatnot and since we were a bit more advanced maybe um i helped them nothing major it was mostly uh, basic help but uh, we didn't have that much interaction uh, i mean they were pretty busy and so are we and they didn't need us per se uh, we we actually prepared the ghost market to be to be fully ready on testnet for for them in case they wanted to show their nft and whatnot but they all had their own solution like i don't know a website so showing their own stuff so they didn't need yet um third party or, or cross project synergies you know uh Obviously, this will be something that might change uh, sooner, or rather sooner than later, with with mainnet coming up. But but for now, it was not needed. So that's mostly why we didn't get to 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 talk more, you know. Mm-hmm. But yes, I talked to a few people, and I know that uh, there are quite a, few, a lot of people um, uh, involved or or coming up on the ecosystem, uh, specifically on NFT projects. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Um... So speaking of people that are getting involved with NFTs, uh, Ghost Market had a really cool collaboration with Kevin Smith or one of his companies uh, to to make some NFTs. So, um, and I think you were mentioning that there are some other athletes or artists that are on the way. So can you maybe share about some new partnerships? And if you can't really say any names, 
Uh, maybe talk about like how do how do these relationships form? What does the process look like for reaching out and connecting with the star? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's you know it's a, a mix of of luck slash uh, friend of a friend of a friend and and just uh, you know talking to people. But basically, I've had this conversation with a lot of investors and 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 brands and whatnot in the past few months, and a lot of of big brands are looking to get into NFT, but they don't want to. First, they know nothing about it, like literally. Like I said, they, they, they know NFT are here. They know they don't want to miss uh, what's happening, but they have no clue what they're doing. And uh, quite often, they're looking for a place where they can promote and sell their own um, branded NFT collectible. Um, but they don't want to, to dilute themselves in a, in a generic platform amongst uh, thousands of other NFT, you know. And so, so there is not a lot of, of platforms available out there who basically provide a capability to have what we call a white label solution. Um, obviously, OpenSea, the biggest marketplace, has something. It, it was, if you ask me, until recently quite um, too simple as they're working on it. It's pretty cool what they're doing. But besides OpenSea, um, it's it's almost non-existent. There are a few competitors who started up very recently who are exclusively focused on that. Like I think one of them actually calls them uh, the Shopify of NFT. You know, so so it's something people want. But the fact is, for now, there is no one um, standing out providing this service. So this is one of uh, our core service. Basically, we provide a way to to spin up your own. Um, customized and branded uh, marketplace running uh, on top of our existing infrastructure, but it can be uh, fully customized uh, for the customer slash artist needs, you know? So, so it's a way for them to, to, to get a foot into the space very easily and, and without dealing with the technical challenge and whatnot, because some people don't realize they want to, to start NFT, but then they're like, okay, I need to know where which blockchain I mean my NFT on. Uh, for now, it's mostly Ethereum, but you know, this will change. <laughs> and then they need to know, okay, uh, how do who do I get my people to buy NFT? How do I get my people to store NFT? And uh, where do I sell them? Do I need to have auction capabilities? Anyway, there are tons of questions and people have no clue uh, what the answers are most of the time. They just think it's about uh, selling regular items, which it should be in a sense, but it's not. For now, there are tons of consideration like image. So people don't know how image storage work on NFT. That's just an example, but you know, I'm not saying it's too complex. I'm just saying it's a lot of moving pieces to put together. Uh, and quite often people don't realize it. Yeah. So when you're talking with uh, like a star or an athlete or a musician who's new to the NFC, NFT space, when they're talking to Ghost Market, are they asking you about different blockchains that they can operate on top of? Um, do they care about things like consensus mechanism and decentralization? Or are they looking at things of just basic things like cost? <laughs> no, so there are two things they're looking at, at, at least the one I talked to. It, the first one is, is um, what's the user base they can attract, you know? Uh, 
I'm not saying they're here for the money, but obviously if they want to sell something, they want to get traction. So that's the first thing. Um, and obviously, like I said, depending which blockchain you choose, that's the first criteria. It will open up a different audience and a different user base. So that's one thing. Second thing, which I didn't know, but since a few months, if you didn't know, a lot of um, hate is going with NFT uh, because it's it's killing the environment, which I can understand. Uh, it's less important for me. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying I didn't know that um, so many people were heavily focused on that. Uh, and some of the artists, maybe not the big one, but still are, are actually very... Uh, conscious and uh, uh, this is one of the most important criteria and and this is one of the reasons some artists don't go to ethereum because up until now ethereum is very resource uh, resource um, uh, it consumes a lot of resource let's put it that way <laughs> so so which is okay and i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying um it's good or it's bad i'm just saying i didn't realize a lot of people consider this but actually they do is it the same argument that's tied to Bitcoin's proof of work yeah. consensus it's, that it's killing it's about proof of work uh, blockchain, which are very resource uh, intensive blockchain, you know, totally. which is true. I mean, it's a fact. Um, is it is it relevant in terms of what we do in NFT? I don't know, but but it's definitely uh, a criteria when you compare which blockchain to choose from, uh, comparing uh, DBFT or, or proof of stake versus uh, proof of work. It's a no match in terms of uh, resources, obviously. That's kind of going to be an interesting angle moving forward uh, when trying to attract outsiders minting their first NFTs, highlighting how, uh, you know, maybe Binance Smart Chain or NEO is built on a environmentally friendly blockchain. Uh, something unique that uh, yeah. I hadn't I hadn't thought of until this conversation. Um, the, the other night I was trying to mint my own NFT on uh, Phantasma using um, some of some seed funding that was distributed last year uh, just to onboard people and help them mint their, their first NFT. Yeah. And I was, I was too low on KCAL and too heavy on soul uh, to mint my NFT. And I was desperately looking for a way to swap tokens in order to trade some of my soul for KCAL. So and that what that's not available on Ghost Market. So is that something that is going to be on the roadmap, um, or are there going to be easier ways to conduct token swaps moving forward? Yeah, it's it. This is more um, a Fantasma feature than a Ghost Market feature, obviously. Um, it, it, so so for all the blockchain we integrate, we, we're basically limited by the blockchain capabilities, you know. And uh, what what you mentioned is something. Uh, lacking on Fantasma, it's it's more more pairing, more decks, more whatnot, you know, to to facilitate the ease on onboarding. And it's actually one of the reasons if I had to say why for now we are not uh, known enough is because at first we were focused on Fantasma and, and Fantasma has uh, not difficulty, but it's way le way more complex to onboard new people for exactly what you mentioned. You you want to to get uh, started easily. There's a whole learning curve just to get some some crypto to to, to have the fees to pay for for whatever you need. You know, uh, as opposed to BSC, 
just an example, uh, you can get PNB on every single exchange on the planet, even on NEO and Ethereum, it's even worse. You literally have it everywhere. So you're basically, you have to deal with what you, you're integrating, you know, and, and currently um, Fantasma was one of the last um, non uh, NFT blockchain we integrated. Uh, they're working on improving a lot of stuff, but, but, to us, it doesn't matter that much. Like I said, we're focused on the the other side, which is integrating everything we can. You know, I do want to add a caveat that um, there is an on ramp. There is a fiat on ramp, so you can purchase Sol yeah. and KCal or any of the other cryptocurrencies supported on the platform. And I was very easily able to get to the point where I was building the NFT and putting the image in there and adding the metadata descriptors. And I got as far as, as that. So I was kind of limited by the ability to swap a token. That's a smaller market cap. So that's, that's the caveat. The, the platform was very easy to use and, and to build my NFT. I just couldn't launch it because of the restrictions of a, just a lesser circulated cryptocurrency. So, before we wrap up, um, you'd mentioned in a podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, a token that Ghost Market is launching. So can you just tell us a little bit about what the token is and kind of what it's going to be used for and maybe a roadmap looking forward? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's directly related to our uh, growth slash expansion. Um, there are... Um, couple of ways to raise money when you're in a, a company in blockchain. It's either um, with uh, traditional equity or, or through uh, a token sale, you know. Um, obviously, we didn't want to just introduce token sale for uh, the purpose of having a token. It's useless. So so we, we came up with um, a proper tokenomics where, where we, we are going to introduce... Um, basically a cross-chain governance token. So for all blockchain we integrate with, we will be deploying a, a fungible version. So uh, on Ethereum and ERC20, on, on NEO and NEP17, you know. And this token has a whole bunch of use cases, um, mostly utility slash governance related, uh, voting for features. Um, you can basically uh, access exclusive drops from artists if you own a specific amount of this token. You can also, um, one very important point of, of this um, token is what we call marketplace incentives. So basically, a way to attract people on our marketplace, both collectors and, and, and sellers slash artists, is to reward them based on the volume they do on the platform. So, so we have a whole bunch of the, the supply reserved for that. For a very long period, we are going to, to reward people weekly based on their volume on the platform. It's, it's kind of what happens happening on all DeFi projects. You know? You're, you're, you're um, rewarding people to attract them. So that's one of the use cases, but it's not the only one. Um, anyway, all this part is uh, close to ready. We actually have finished all our smart contract. It was quite a lot of work because we're going to deploy on on um, Fantasma, Neo3, uh, Binance, Polygon, and Ethereum at the same time. So it's <laughs> it, it's um, not complex, but you know it takes some preparation and and whatnot. Um, I don't have a date yet, but I'm hoping um, within one month-ish, 
um, we 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 will, should have um, this launch. So how it works is that currently we're finalizing or or funding. Um, it's a private uh, round of investment. Um, it it's close to being done. Um, and uh, after that, we will have a public sale where we will be basically launching officially the token. Um, in a couple uh, days, we will introduce a, a very simple website with uh, information related to that. You know, traditional, um, uh, what's the team, uh, what's the token sale for, what's the token for, and, and, and timeline, amounts, and whatnot. Basically, what people are looking for, you know, tokenomics and et cetera. Uh, because for now, our website is not uh, a sale website. You know, unlike unlike other projects, we we don't sell something and then build it. We did the reverse. It's it's <laughs> it's working, and now we're we're selling something. So it's a bit you know we we took the step uh, in the reverse, but that's okay. <laughs> I think uh, that's that's the right way to do it, especially in 2021. You know, yeah. four years ago, people would sell a white paper, and today they're selling an actual functional product. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So, so uh, just to add, yeah, uh, that's what uh, the token sale is for. It's about introducing um, a way for for users of the platform to first be rewarded and be involved in governance decision and a whole bunch of use cases, like I said, uh, accessing uh, high-end drops, uh, voting on new projects being added and whatnot, you know. And, and uh, I'm very excited about uh, all there is to come. Um, Obviously, this will be a state integration. We won't have all use case day to day one. It's not possible. But uh, as a fir- as a first step, at least the marketplace incentives and a couple use case would be a very good start. Well, you know, in the eleven months since we last spoke, Ghost Market has become a formalized company. You have grown your staff. You have full time members. Multi chain support is integrated. Uh, there's a token that's going to be on the way to reward users and to also offer governance and um, other use cases that maybe we don't even know yet. So Ghost Market's done a lot of growing. You've done a lot of great work. Congrats to everything you've done so far and uh, definitely looking forward to keeping up with what you guys do in the future, as well as from Neo News Today's perspective, just seeing N3 get integrated um, yeah. I can't wait. It's it's going to be really fun to continue following the project. Thank you very much, uh, Dylan. Yes, I'm very excited. Let's try to have a chat in uh, less than 11 months. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again for coming to chat with us today and just sharing some updates. It was really great to catch up. Perfect. Have a good day, Dylan. Thanks. Cheers. Well, what did you think of that conversation? It was great to be able to hear about the progress the team and the platform have made since our last interview was held in August 2020. Since then, the team has integrated support for multiple chains, grown its user base, and collaborated with some really interesting brands. I'm looking forward to the rollout of the Ghost Market token and seeing how it will incentivize community members to participate in platform processes and on governance issues. To keep up to date with the latest in the NEO ecosystem, visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes, 
Google Podcasts, and or Spotify. And leave a five-star review if you feel that others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn more about the Neo News Today podcast and the Neo ecosystem. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Neo News Today podcast, and we look forward to catching you next time. Mm-hmm.